So you'll start closing deals yourself. Maybe it's one every three months, then it'll be one every other month, then it'll be every month, then it'll be multiple deals a month. By the time you're doing multiple deals a month, it, it's definitely time to make that first hire, which is typically a virtual assistant to help you out with a lot of the admin work, the list pulling, or the some of the marketing too. You can hire some cold callers or texters if you're doing outbound. If you're doing inbound, you can still, since your spend is a lot higher, you can still have those inbound leads coming to you. All right, guys, in this episode of the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, we'll be talking with Ryan. And Ryan is a real estate investor that's across the pond. So he's in UK and he's doing deals right here in the US and specifically Boise, Idaho. So I want you to be attentive. I want you to pay attention because we're going to talk about how he's finding deals from a across the pond here in the U.S. and how he's closing those deals virtually. So if you're having a problem and you're thinking your area, your market is saturated or, you know, the price points in your market is too high, you need to listen to this podcast because Ryan actually shows you some re free resources that he used in order to find leads, how to skip trace those leads, how to contact those leads, and then one, what you need to do in order to close those leads. So, Buckle up your seatbelts. Let's strap in. Let's jump right into this episode. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria. Widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azreia.org. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to this show, this is your host, Marcus Maloney, and you are listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. And today I have a very special guest. His name is Ryan Weimer, and we're going to be talking about how he's doing deals offshore. So what do you mean, Marcus, by offshore? So we're going to talk about virtual wholesaling, virtual deal finding. That's the way I want to wrap this up as virtual deal finding. Ryan is in the UK and he's doing deals here in the States. So we're going to dig into and we're going to find out how he's doing that, why real estate, what he's doing now and what he see upon the horizon. So Ryan, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to share a little bit about my journey and uh, a lot of value here for your listeners, whether they've never done a deal before or they've done hundreds. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now that we can implement to boost everybody's deal flow. 
Man, perfect, perfect. That's what we want to talk about, right? Because that's always one of the struggles is how do I get my next deal? How do I get deals consistently? And that's the reason why we want to have you on today. So give us your background, because I know you mechanical engineer. How did you how, just give us your background of who you are, Ryan? Yeah, backgrounds in mechanical engineering. I grew up in a traditional household. So go to school, get a job, engineering, lawyer, doctor were, you know, the the highest paying professions. And so that was like the the litmus test of success, right? Man, you go to a good school, you get one of those jobs, you're going to be set for life. So that was my mindset. And I went to an engineering school, I got that degree. And then a couple years into the job, I was like, wait, this, this can't be all there is to this. And I just remember, like being in that being in that corporate frame of mind where I didn't like, I didn't even know about sales. Had I known about sales or if there was a way that I could actually get paid equal to the value that I was bringing or the revenue I was generating, maybe the story ends up differently for me, but I didn't know any of that. So I just remember feeling constantly frustrated. Like this dude across from me is like triple my age. And he's asking me how to teach him to use Excel. Right. And And I'm like, but he's making like triple what I'm making. Where am I? Like, I, I, it didn't, it didn't make sense for me. And so I actually got let go from that job. Um, it was an oil and gas and the market tanked. So I got laid off hard thing for me to go through, like fresh out of school, spent all this, all this time getting that degree. And now I just feel like a piece of crap. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. And that's that's true. You get the job, you you live the dream, right? What everybody say, you go and get a good job, be set, and you just work in a field that you love. But once you do that, you understand that, hey, you know what, this is not what I thought it was. And then you come to that realization that you have to do something different. Yeah. And, and lo- long story short, like, that was a real reality check moment for me. But it forced me into action of getting curious of like, Man, my whole my whole perception of what success is is now completely blown up. I got to start from scratch. Yep. And so I, I ended up moving. I was in Denver at the time. I moved cold turkey to San Diego just because I, I wanted to like live by the beach. I did it without a job. And I knew that I would just find a job or figure it out. Okay. I, ended up, I ended up getting another engineering job. But at the same time, I discovered real estate. That was right around the time I, I found bigger pockets. And I was like, wait a minute, there's a way to earn passive income here that I like, I get to call all the shots. Like I have control. I can force appreciation. I can force cash flow. It was just like my mind completely changed from that moment forward. So while I had that corporate job, it was actually a, a big blessing because I could buy you know, these properties, like my first deal was an MLS single family property that I just bought with a conventional loan. Like it was a big, okay. it, it was a big help for me to just get in the game because I, I couldn't afford anything in San Diego. So I was like, where, where can I buy something a lot cheaper? And it was Boise. My college okay. roommate was, was born and raised there. And so I was just like, let's just buy something together 50, 50 to get started. And that's, that was really the start of, of everything of my mind changing. And it only cash flowed like $150 a month, but it was just mm-hmm. the coolest concept ever to me where I, like, I was just making that $150 a month while I slept. 
Yep, and I'm yep. like, I need to do this a thousand times. And I, <laughs> I got totally hooked. So now one of, one of the things that you said, which I want to applaud you for, right? Because a lot of times we always understand that engineers, they're, they're very analytical, right? They want to analyze everything. They want to look at the numbers. They want to dissect it. They got to come up with a plan and then execute execute the plan and then put in some deviations to the plan in case things happen, right? Yeah. But you as an engineer, you say, you know what? This didn't work out for me. I'm just going to up and move to San Diego. So that's one. You just took action. You said, you know what? It's not working for me here. I want to be over there. So let's just make the move and go over there. That's one thing that's completely different from most engineers. They have to plot that track out, right? And then um, you said, without any money, without any job, I'm just going to figure it out. Why did you get to that mindset to where it was like, by any means necessary, I'm just going to live life the way I want to live it? Yeah, so... Truth be told, that was an abbreviated version, like from okay. the point where I got let go from that first job to where I actually bought that first rental property was like over three years. So wow. okay. it, it took me three years of analysis paralysis, you know, YouTube university, listening to all these podcasts, digesting the information to feel the confidence to actually move forward and and take the action and and get over that. So totally my engineering brain got in the way. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. kicked in, huh? I, was, I wasted three years. Like I learned in a couple months of taking action more than that three years combined. And that's wow. the biggest thing I think for, if you have any listeners that are just getting started, like I wish I just started after we bought that first MLS property, I, and I started finding out wait a minute, I can go direct to seller and I can get way better deals. I just mm-hmm. started calling Zillow for rents and asking them, hey, instead of renting, would you consider selling? And I remember like my very first goal, it's so funny. I wanted to talk to 10 of those a day. That's all. Mm-hmm. Which is really like, I was working my my job as an engineer and at lunch breaks or right when I got off, it would take me like a half hour to an hour to make to talk to those 10 sellers. So now that's, that's not to cut you off, Ryan. I'm sorry, yeah, no, no. but that's, that's a great tip for you yeah. guys that, that are getting started. And you say, you know what? I just don't know what to do. You know, because a lot of people, they talk about, Hey, you know what? Cold calling, get all of these systems in place and having VAs and everything like that. You know, what stills work still works. Just pick up your phone, right. And call for rents and say, Hey, Exactly like you did, Ryan. What about if I made you an offer? Are you willing to sell a property instead of renting it? Hundred percent. And I I learned more in like the first month or two of doing that than I learned in those three years. So um, that was really the catalyst of eventually. Then years later, being able to quit my engineering job, and now fast forward, we we've, we've got a team of sixteen, um, half of which are boots on the ground in Boise. We do. We're on track to do about 120 deals this year uh, of varying things. Um, okay. we, do, we do wholesales, we do flips, we do rentals, we do apartment development um, and, and everything in between. But what, what really, like it was really about, there's just levels to this stuff. And if you expand your time horizon in which you want to achieve your goals, it just gives you 
the grace and the confidence to just keep taking action. Like if I, if I think that this is going to happen in a year, I'm really setting myself up mentally for failure and it's probably going to not, it's going to sabotage any action that, that I want to take. Right. Cause I'm going to get discouraged. So, so true. So true. And, and that's one of the things that um, I always tell people when getting started, you know, throw out your timelines, right? Because what you're trying to do is so different from what you can imagine to where your timeline is a fallacy because you can say, like you said, I want to do this in a year, but then once you come up to that year, then you beat yourself up, man, I'm not successful. You know, I didn't do it. And then you go into a slump, you know, so guys, you all that's listening, just, just understand that if it's something that you want to do, like Ryan is saying, just go out there and take action and do it because that's going to be the best teacher overall. Forget about now, do get, do understand and do learn, you know, do listen to podcasts, do watch YouTube videos, do read, but don't get stuck in that position. You got to get out there and take some action. One of the biggest things that I always say, Ryan, is education um, without action is just information. That's all it is. Um, So, all right. So you, you decided to take action, right? It took you three years you know, that analysis paralysis and you decided to do Boise and get that rental. What did you do after that? Yeah. So um, then the next year I bought two more properties, another one on the MLS and then my first off market property, which happened to be on Craigslist. Um, So I wasn't, I was, I was calling, you know, these Zillow for rents, but it hadn't produced I was only talking to 10 people a day and it hadn't produced an off-market deal for me yet, but I set up a safe search in Craigslist just because I wanted to see, hey, is it like, are people using this? And it's funny enough, like a wholesaler, which I didn't even know what wholesaling was at the time, <laughs> put up a property on there and I ended up buying it with my money from the W-2 job conventionally. Um, uh, actually, I think we we used private money on that one to pay okay. him as a but um, that was my first and then I saw the HUD the closing statement and I was like assignment fee like what is that what is that right yeah (laughs) and that's when I found out I actually talked to the to the wholesaler and he told me how he did it and then I was like oh man this is like what you do with the property is so secondary how you fund it what you're going to upgrade, the rents, all that stuff is so secondary. You got to find the deal first. If you can be a deal finder, you are going to make generational wealth. Like that's all there is to it. So something, something really actionable for your listeners. I think Jerry Norton came out with a really cool website recently called prop wire. And there's a a website called prop stream that used to have, or still does have, um, you know, data lists of, of, you know, motivated sellers or people that might be willing to sell at a discount. Jerry Norton came up with this cool new website, which is pretty much the same thing, but it's completely free. So he's adopting it as like the Zillow model where he's later down the line, he'll run ads or monetize it a different way, but not a lot of people know about it yet. So if you are out there and you need a reason to take action, go download a list from PropWire. It's nationwide. You can super cool. You can hone in on an area. You can go skip trace it. 
uh, with a, a variety of different sources. Yeah. The one we use personally the most is Lead Sherpa, and okay. and and then you got a thousand, two thousand, however many records you want to call, and just go for it. Send texts and calls. I guarantee you, you will get some good leads from that, so, and it, it'll so, cost you like less than one hundred and fifty bucks. So, guys, Ryan just gave you some actionable tips that you can take, right? So, there's absolutely no excuse for you to get out there and take action. So immediately after you finish listening to this episode, you know what to do. There's no more guessing. There's no more trying to figure it out. Just get out there and do it. And so what if you don't know what to say to the seller? We can go over that. You already know that we have tons of content that share how to talk with sellers, what to ask for, what to look for. So just get out there and take the action. Ryan, man, that's good stuff right there. So you got out there, you figured it out, you started, you figured out what wholesaling was, right? And yep. I can imagine right now, your analytical mind is trying to come up with a system and trying to build something out, right? In order to do this efficiently. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, I got humbled pretty quick, because most people just have the wrong, like I was talking about earlier, the time horizon in which they expect to succeed is pretty short. Like, mm -hmm. so I found that, found that out really quick. Okay. If I want to, like, I need to put in 10 times the amount of action here. If I really want to get consistent off market deal flow and sooner or later after compounding my action because just like just like lifting weights or a marathon you don't run a marathon on the first day so i would do 30 minutes then i would do 30 minutes of cold calling a day so i had my okay. had my 10 zillow for rents that i would call then i upped it to like i would do that plus 30 minutes of cold calling a day then i did that plus 10 hours of cold calling a week and my action started to compound i started to generate some actual deal flow and that's how i ended up doing my first wholesale deal but it took me eight months it took me eight months from the time i first started calling on those zillow for rents to really put in enough action because i was still working a w-2 job right i'm not mm -hmm. i wasn't brave enough to just okay i'm gonna do this full time no like i still didn't quite believe it right like okay. i know the idea but it's not real yet until you do one go ahead yeah, i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead Ryan. no go ahead and, and a lot of people have that misperception, right, Ryan, because yeah. they see, hey, do your first wholesale deal in 90 days, make $5,000 in 30 days, things like that. So it sets up that false hope. It took you eight months. It took me 10 months. But during that time, man, it was you had to battle your own mindset about, you know, getting discouraged. Hey, I don't believe this. It don't work. You know, and then another thing that people do is like you said, they, they quit their job or they do it out of desperation and feel that they gonna supplement their, well, create income from this immediately. And it just doesn't happen. So it was smart that you kept that W2 job because you were able to fund your marketing, you know, fund your current lifestyle and everything like that. Yeah. And, and Here's something too good for your listeners. If you're in a painful situation, if you don't have a job, or if you got a job that you absolutely hate, man, that is so valuable. Use that pain to fuel you. I can't tell you how many people that I know that have great corporate jobs or higher paying corporate jobs, and they have golden handcuffs. 
Like they're not uncomfortable enough to take any action and they're going to stay in that same pay mm -hmm. range. They'll get a little bit of raises each year. They'll always report to somebody. They'll never have true financial freedom. They'll never have true time freedom. And they'll go all the way until they're 60 or 65 like that. Screw that. Screw yeah. that. If you have pain, like the best thing that happened to me was me getting laid off because it forced me to get uncomfortable and get curious and start taking action and looking around. So guys, if you're, if you're out there and you're in that situation, it's really an advantage. It's not, woe is me. I'm a victim, man, use that. It's super, super valuable. And we don't have that at all points in our life. So I can't express that enough. Use that in the right direction. Right. Le leverage your feelings. Sometimes we don't want to make decisions based on our feelings, but you want to be able to leverage your feelings and say, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I do from this uncomfortable situation? So I don't have to go through this again. And again, those corporate jobs, yeah, they make in high paying salary jobs, but a lot of them are not living a life that they want to live and they can't do the things that they want to do. I would rather have the passive income on a minimal level where I can go and travel and do what I want to do, go to football games and stuff that I want to do versus have a high paying job where now I'm stuck. I got to make sure I got to pay this $8,000 mortgage, got to pay this $2,000 car note. And you can't break away from the job because you're too leveraged. 100%. Yeah. And, and to that point too, if your inner circle, that this is going to be the hardest part is if your family or friends, you don't have anyone entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial minded around you, or you don't have people that like you look up to and want to be like, and they're always telling you, oh, that's probably, probably fake. That's a scam. They're out here taking advantage of people. You don't need to do that. You can just earn a good, honest paycheck. Like stuff, money is the root of all evil, evil money doesn't buy happiness. Like if you're saying things like money doesn't buy happiness, you haven't given enough money away yet. Right. Yep. I mean, that's where true, you see true impact and true joy and a really deep rooted connection with action and your fulfilled purpose. I mean, mm -hmm. so, so getting uncomfortable, I, I can honestly say like, if that didn't happen to me, I think I might still be in the corporate world because I don't know any different and my inner circle I didn't have anyone to go to. So you got to fight through that and you got to get around people that think like this to boost you up and to talk to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Ryan, man, that's good stuff. So tell us about, cause I want to speed up a little bit. Tell us yeah. about, first of all, tell us about that first wholesale transaction. And then we're going to talk about how you started doing some of the things that you're doing now, but that first wholesale transaction, what were some of the emotions that you were going through? You know, speak to those listeners that haven't done a deal or they may have done one, you know, what, what kind of, what was going through your mind during this time? I mean, I was scared. I, I felt like, uh, just yep. like, I was just fumbling my way through it. And I was like, Oh my God, I bet I better not say the wrong thing. Uh, I'm getting all sweaty. I'm getting all nervous. Like, and that if you're feeling like that, stop. You just need to pick up the phone and do it and learn. But you know, my first wholesale deal, it was a little piece of land, like not even wide enough for a regular home. And it was on a tax delinquent <laughs> list. So I got, I contacted the county after like five tries of that list doesn't exist. You can't have that list. What is it for? 
I finally got a hold of the person that could help me get the list. And I skip traced that. I called all the owners. This lady was tax delinquent on this little piece of land. And I thought, man, nobody's going to want this piece of land. And then I thought, nobody's going to want this piece of land. So that means nobody's called on it. So I just picked up the phone. I called her. And then I actually backed into it because I didn't have any buyer's list or anything. So I traced, I looked up all the neighbors and I skip traced all of them. I got her asking price from her over the phone. And then I contacted the neighbors and I said, Hey, I'm in the process of purchasing this property. What do you think? Like, would you be interested in, in maybe buying it? Because a neighbor can like add some acreage to their lot size for or something, right? Assemblage. Yep. And sure enough, one of the neighbors was like, yep, I, I think I can pay like roughly this much. And so I went and locked up the, the property and wholesaled it to him. And I made like 11,000 bucks on the first one. There so, you go. Yeah. And then I, and then I got that, that wire into my account and I was like, like, it takes me, it takes me like a month and a half to earn $11,000. Like what? This is insane. Yeah. Yep. This is one deal. So, and, and, and that's, that's what, once you close that first deal, that's, that's the reaction most people have first leading up to it. It's fear. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, what did you say in your mind? You was like, nobody wants this deal. Nobody's going to want this. Who's going to buy this? If somebody would have bought it, they would have called on it. So you, you immediately start thinking all of the negative things. Yep. But then you say, you know what? I'm going to buck the trend no matter what negative things that I'm hearing in my own head, I'm just going to call. And you reversed engineered that deal. Right. And that's what we try and tell a lot of people out there is, you know what, if you get that deal before you even get it under contract, you know, just have that, that rapport with that seller and then go out and start calling the neighbors, start calling around and say, Hey, you know what? I'm working on this. Would you be interested? And if so, at what price? Now you have an exit strategy. Now you can go back to that seller and say, all right, as long as I get it under this price, I have money in the bank. So, I mean, kudos to you for doing that, Ryan, because it's a simple way for you to really get started as a real estate investor and as a wholesaler. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's always, it's funny. It's always the deals. Like you got to overcome that. You got to overcome that negative self-talk and that self-doubt. Yep. And that, that comes from taking massive amounts of action to build up the calluses, deal with rejection over and over and over and over and, and just build up that confidence in what you're doing and what you're saying. Because I think, you know, what's what's the saying? It takes 20 hours to become proficient at something. It takes 20,000 hours to master something. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of truth in that. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. So that I mean, that's good stuff. And guys, like Ryan said, If you're not scared doing something, trust me, you're not pushing yourself beyond your comfortability, you know, your level of comfort. So you got to push yourself beyond that. And that's something that I constantly tell myself as well is if I'm too comfortable and I'm sitting around and I'm like, okay, everything is too good. I'm going to try and find something to challenge myself to get myself out of that because then I become lazy. I become dragging, you know, and Again, I become comfortable. So, um, Ryan, let's take a brief break. Hear a word from my sponsors. When we come back, we're going to go to what you're doing now because you're over. I'll save it until we come back. Okay, perfect. 
Prop String is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers. With 100% coverage across the U.S., PropStream provides a deep dive into any property-specific details, making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner Mike are going to show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, we are back and we have Ryan here and Ryan is a master real estate investor. And before we left, we were talking about what Ryan was doing before he really started ramping up and doing things. So Ryan, I understand now that you're over in the UK, man, but you're still doing deals here in the States. How did that transpire? The whole reason why I got into real estate after those first couple properties and then the, the wholesale deal and seeing like, wow, this is real. There's a legit path where I can control how much money I make. It, it became all about how can I get to financial freedom as fast as possible? And how can I like, what do I want my ideal life to look like? So mm -hmm. it was, I want to work on my time on my hours and from any location in the world that I want to, because I, I really love traveling. So that's, I, I really worked backwards from there. And I see so many people that design their life the other way around. They design their life around their business instead of their business around their life. It's a huge yep. mistake. So true. So true. So yep. you're over in the UK and you're yep. doing deals here in the States. What yep. deals are you doing and kind of walk us through the process on how you're able to do those virtual deals, because a lot of people, they say, Hey, I'm in California and my market is either so high or super saturated or this or that. I want to do deals someplace else, but they really don't know the groundwork or the footing in order to do that. So let's kind of walk through that so people can understand what all it takes in order to do deals virtually. So as far as the marketing, what do you need to do with marketing in order to get started doing virtual deals? I like outbound because where I was at in time, I didn't have a ton of money to put towards like pay-per-click or TV commercials, radio, direct mail. Mm -hmm 
so I, I love texting and cold calling if you're just getting started because it takes time, but not as much money. So if you're in a different position where maybe you got some money saved up and you wanted, you got limited time and you want to do the inbound thing, you can totally do that. But I, I set it up virtually from the start with that end in mind of like, I don't want to, I want to, I know it's going to be a little bit harder potentially, but in a lot of ways it was easier because I had to be that much better over the phone and with my skill set because I couldn't yeah. be person to person. So also what you mentioned earlier about markets being saturated and everything, I thought that multiple times yeah. along in my journey with Boise. And I was like, I know it's not as competitive as Phoenix, San Diego, LA, Miami. Like I know it's not as competitive as that, but it's pretty dang competitive. And mm -hmm. every single person that I talk to in the masterminds that I'm with, it's such a limiting belief. Like Eric Brewer's team in York, Pennsylvania, does like over 450 deals a year, and they're not even close to their ceiling yet. And so it's just like that, that has a population of like 150 or 200,000 people. I mean, it's a dot yeah. on a map. Right, so right. It's such a limiting belief. Your more competitive markets are going to be harder, but they're also going to have way bigger deal sizes. Right. So whatever suits your end goal best. I liked Boise because it had some appreciation upside, but I could also cash flow day one most of the time if I found the right deal. So if you're looking for a market, that's that's what I would do. I would look for what is my end goal? Like, do I want to quit my job as fast as possible? Or am I okay with my job for another five to 10 years and I want to do this on the side? I think that's really going to dictate which market you go to cash flow friendly or not cash flow friendly appreciation play. And okay. and then I I think personally outbound is is the easiest thing for people. Okay. So outbound marketing and identify your target metro, target yep. target market. So we got outbound, cold calling, text messaging and knowing your target market. So how do you pick which target market to choose. I know you said you choose Boise because of yeah. you had relationships there. What if you were deciding to go someplace else? What would you look for? What would you do? Yeah. So I, I would work backwards and I would say, Hey, is my goal to do to get a bunch of active income or is my goal to get passive cash flow? Because active income isn't as dependable. Passive mm -hmm. Cash flow is, it comes month after month after month. So if my first goal is like, I hate my job with a passion and I want to, I want to be able to quit it as soon as possible. I'm going to look somewhere in the Southeast, somewhere in the Midwest, somewhere where rent, rent to price ratios are heavily in the investor's favor, where these markets don't appreciate a ton, maybe anywhere from one to 5% year over year. But man, the rents are really high compared yeah. to the higher appreciation markets. So that's one thing that I would really consider is do how bad do I want to quit my job? If you want to quit it, I would go to a cheaper market to get some passive cash flow and buy a couple properties. If not, and you can stand staying in your job another three to five years, I really think going after one of these highly desirable markets and exploding your deal size is the right play. Okay. All right. Perfect. So kind of going back to what we talked about before we took a break. So you said, pull a list. What was the yep. service that you said used? Yeah. Uh, PropWire. 
is the free okay. one by new free one by Jerry Norton that not a lot of people know about yet. So yep. that you can get a free list from there. We use Lead Sherpa as our mm -hmm. primary skip tracer. Now we use with the team and everything, we use like three different ones in a process okay. and all that, but that'll get you started. And then level one is going to be you closing deals over preferably Google Meet or Zoom. Okay. If you have to do it over the phone, you can do it over the phone. Just you got to make sure that you have, if you're presenting an offer to a seller, your conversion rate is going to be much higher in person. And if you can't be in person, next best thing is Google Meet or Zoom. If you can't do that, do it over the phone. Just make sure that you, that the, they're opening the contract on their computer or phone with you while you're on the phone presenting the offer. Your conversion rates will double or triple if you just do that alone. Yeah. And that's a, that's a great quick tip right there, Ryan, because that's what we do. We, if we can't do it by zoom, we do it over the phone and we say, Hey, pull out the contract. I'm gonna have it open also. And let's go through it line by line. That way they have a clear understanding because a lot of times some of these sellers that we work with, they're older. Right. And the first thing that they think about is, is this a scam? This something. So you want to go line by line and make sure they have a clear understanding before they sign. Because the worst thing you want to do is get a, a seller to sign a contract and then it comes close to closing time and then they get cold feet. They want to back out. They say, well, I didn't agree to this. I didn't go over that. So you want to make sure you be very, very thorough when you're doing these deals virtually. Yeah. Absolutely. So you'll start closing deals yourself. Maybe it's one every three months, then it'll be one every other month, then it'll be every month, then it'll be multiple deals a month. By the time you're doing multiple deals a month, it, it's definitely time to make that first hire, which is typically a virtual assistant to help you out with a lot of the admin work, the list pulling, or the some of the marketing too. You can hire some cold callers or texters if you're doing outbound if you're doing inbound, you can still, since your spend is a lot higher, you can still have those inbound leads coming to you. And then that's probably going to, you're probably going to be at that place for a year or two years before then the next hire is likely going to be a salesperson of some kind, either a follow-up specialist where, hey, they're warming up the leads for you as the closer, for people that are ready, they're seeing who's hot and who's not, or if you want to employ someone boots on the ground that now meets belly to belly with sellers, which is what I did. Um, mm -hmm. So then, then that's the next level. And then really, you know, you're going to have your dispo after that, your transaction coordinator, and then expand the marketing and sales team from there. But that okay. whole process takes each stage of that can take multiple years. Absolutely. So you guys don't want to just jump out there and do it because I mean, even finding boots on the ground can be challenging. You will go through those people quite often because what happens? People start seeing, hey, you know what? I'm doing this for somebody else. Why don't I just start doing it for myself? But they don't understand the amount of marketing dollars and time that you're putting into it. And then they eventually say, hey, you know what? I was comfortable where I was at talking about that comfortability. So let me ask you this, Ryan, kind of going through through the entire process. And the reason why I'm doing this is for, again, those people that want to go into a different market. So we got the marketing. We understand what market we want to tap into. We closing these, these people over the phone or via Zoom or something like that. 
What are you using? And I know you talk about boots on the ground. How did you find those boots on the ground that are walking these properties, taking pictures, sending pictures back to you? Or do you have the sellers just to take pictures and send them back to you? Yeah, I mean, look, we ask the sellers all the time, but to be honest, they're never good. (laughs) Right. Like even if you get them, which I think for us is less than 50% of the time, even when you get them, there is like you get half the rooms and they're like blurry and at weird angles. And so, and they're going to take the pictures of the, of the best areas of the house, right? A hundred percent. They absolutely do that. Yep. So, which is going to, you, you're going to fudge all your numbers then because you're yeah. going to be basing it off of something that's not the full picture. So for me, social media has been the biggest thing, yeah. whether it's bigger pockets, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, getting loud about what you're doing. You got to guys, if if you're not getting loud about on social media, about what you're looking for and the value that you can add to others because of an insecurity, like you feel like you're like talking about yourself or you don't deserve it or whatever, you got to get over that. You are, you're missing out on the unlimited scalability of social media. So the first acquisitions guy, sales guy that I found was on social media. He actually shot me a message was either on bigger pockets or, or Instagram. So, and still now even about 70% of our hires come from either Instagram or Facebook post or a referral from somebody else. And I can reference that our acquisitions guy, again, same thing through the podcast, through bigger pockets podcast I was on, reached out to me and we built that relationship through there. And yes, Ryan, you you hit the nail right on the head. Get loud about what you're doing. You will find people that will want to work with you. You will find sellers that will come to you. You will find referrals from other people. I remember just to give myself a quick little shout. I remember my first virtual deal was because I was always posting on, um, at the time, Facebook, what I'm doing. And then someone back where I grew up was like, hey, you know what? I do have a house that I need to sell. Can you help me out with it? And was able to do that. And it was a 30 grand check for me. So if you feel embarrassed about being on social media, just think about all the people that you can help and then all the money that you can make by doing it. Yeah. And I think too, it really starts with having an abundance mindset. Like the best thing that I ever did was I sought out who is the top wholesaler in Boise and how do I, when I was getting started and how do I add value to him? Because I got a list of a hundred questions to ask that I know is going to save me years of struggle of trying to Mm -hmm. do this on my own. How can I get in this guy's world and not be that, let me take you out to lunch and pick your brain Right, right. that everybody gets. And so the first couple deals after that first one that I got, when I found out about him and I wanted to ask him questions, I sent him a few deals first before anyone else. And I let him just for a period, like Mm -hmm. I let him have first dibs on two or three of my deals. We did multiple deals together. And then he was like, all right, who is this guy? Like this guy is giving me deals. And then we would have regular phone conversations all the time. It turned into a formal mentorship, but man, that probably saved me like at least five years of time. And when you think about that, it's, it'd be stupid not to do it, but most people are so set on, I can't do that. Cause I'm, if I just give him the deal, I'm missing out on 10 K or something. Yep, it's like, yep. man, 
you got to think longer term than that. You're right. Yeah, You're absolutely, thinking absolutely. so much more than 10,000 by not and, doing it. And, and Ryan, you, it's so much that you're talking about. You, you're basically talking about my start because that's one of the things that I did was, you know what? I put out some bandit signs. I was trying to trying to sell a deal, put some bandit signs out. And one of the guys called me. And from there, I just started feeding him deals, started feeding him deals. And then from there, it was like, okay, this is exactly what we're looking for. We have a network of buyers. And then he started putting me directly in contact with the buyers. So me building the buyers list, I didn't have to do that. So again, it's those relationships, guys, that you have to have. Don't worry about, don't have that selfish mindset. Like Ryan said, have an abundance mindset. So what if you miss out on $5,000, $10,000? Just think that's going to elevate you and push you so much further down the road to where you'll look back and you'll say, man, you know what? That was the best $5,000 I missed out on. Yeah, absolutely. And it never would have, that was the catalyst too, to get me into doing apartment developments, new builds, being into these circles of masterminds, like that was my ticket in. And it, I can't tell you, I mean, it, the go-giver principle is so true. And mm -hmm. now like just the fact that I still have to pinch myself that we're doing development deals. Like I thought it would take me like 10 or 15 years to even get to to that point. And it, it only took me like one and a half after I, I developed this relationship. So it's like, just to give you an idea of how fast you can really ramp up if you lead with value first. It's the right partnerships. And like you said, lead with value. So Ryan, I don't want to take up much more of your time before we end on today, kind of give us some words of encouragement to our listeners. What is something that you can share to help that aspiring investor get off the fence, get started, or, you know what, if they just missed out on a deal, what you can do to uh, get them going again. Yeah. So no different than what I tell my team, volume is a great equalizer. If I've got 20 appointments this week on my calendar, do you think I'm going to care about any single one in particular? Probably not. Yeah. If I got three appointments on my calendar a week, I'm probably going to care a lot more than I should and get emotionally attached to each one of those deals because I really want them to be a deal. So if you're struggling right now or you're just getting started, nine times out of 10, it's going to be because you just haven't generated enough leads yet or you have this misconception, which is partially the fault of social media of like instant success, instant gratification. It's going to take you multiple months. It's going to take you multiple years. I can promise you, though, it's worth it. And if you change your mindset from I'm just going to do my best to I'm going to do what's required, you're going to really set yourself up for success and continuous action taking no matter how long it takes, because you're never going to fail if you never give up. That's the truth. There you you're go. Never, if you never quit, you can't help but be successful. It's really that simple. Very, very profound words, very excellent words to live by you guys that's listening. So Ryan, if we want to get in touch with you, man, how can we contact you? How can we throw some words of encouragement back to you for what you have given us today? Yeah, absolutely, guys. The best way to get in contact with me is just at Weimer Investments on Instagram. That's at Weimer Investments. Shoot me a DM. Happy to help in any way that I can. If I don't know the answer, because I'm not in 
the day-to-day operations as much now as I used to be, a member of my team will absolutely step up and help you, whether it's closing a deal, getting information. I mean, I had people that helped me along my way. Let me help you get started and get along your way. So there's no question too silly or too dumb. That's how it starts is getting information and then putting that into action. So reach out to me on Instagram and we have a coaching program too for anyone that might be a little bit further along and is doing at least a deal a month. If you're interested in that, you can hit me up on Instagram too and I'll I'll send you an application for that. It's private one-on-one. So we really get into the, the details about how to scale yourself to from a solopreneur to a business that runs without you. There you go. So you guys, you know exactly what to do. Reach out to Ryan, let him know that you were listening. Let him know and appreciate him for his time sharing with you on today. Remember guys, education without action is just information. So education without implementation is just information. Get out there, implement what you've learned today. And we want to see you be highly successful. Thank you, Ryan. We really appreciate you being on today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.